When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wait, you lay in bed for three hours after you wake up? Yeah, of course I do. You, <laughs> I've got nothing else to do. But you don't even have a cell phone, I, so I you just look at the ceiling. Well, no, hey, well, I'm glad you brought up cell phone. Phones, we, um, phones will not you will not work with me. My wife has bought me she bought me the flip phone first. I have that now. Yeah, that won't work. Okay, I have then it right here. Another one. That one wouldn't work. Then they bought the last one, which was a thousand dollars. Okay, they tried to make it idiot proof. Okay, and they showed me how to use it. Said, "Hey, see this button right here?" I said, "Yep." They said, "That's the home button. Press it." So I pressed it. It brought up the menu, and they said, "Hey, now all you need to do is hit menu, and it'll bring it up, and there will be a phone list. Press it." And then here's all the names of the people that I need to be, you know, calling. And then all you do is touch it, and it and it calls them. Didn't no, work. It wouldn't work. Well, I'll what let... about the people that you don't have their phone numbers? Huh? And you want to call them? Well, hey. What do you do? If I don't have their phone numbers, I don't need to call them. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Good point. No, need, no new friends for you, right? Hey, I'm like Yogi Bear. I'm smarter than Abby Bear. He just can't work a phone. But, hey, no, it wouldn't work. All it would do would say, darling, 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 darling. Well, that means darling. you'll get yeah. somebody. That on means the they other just end. weren't, they didn't want to talk to you. It's so. a waste of time. But anyway, nobody talks on the phone today. No. But if you would have, if you would have had a phone and you would have called last night, you would have known we weren't at home. I know. Where was y'all anyway? There's some cases, something about a ball game. We were at our grandson's ball game. What kind of ball game? Baseball. 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 Cases, they don't you. even know how to run the bases and don't know how to. <laughs> They don't even know what a bat and ball is. No, at his age, he's eight, so he Sounds does. Sounds like a comedy hour to me. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll send well, you the schedule, sign. and you can come out there. You going to go yeah. to a... Hey, I will. Yeah, of course you care. will. Well, ladies and gentlemen... Yeah, if y'all hadn't noticed, we've got guests. Yes, welcome yeah. back to Beautiful the Duck Call Room. Me and Si... joins us. And then Al's wife, Lisa, joins us. We've got... And we got some questions about that. How is it... Uh, Marriage to a guy that always wears a vest. <laughs> well, it's perfect. Because <laughs> Denny covers up his Al birth, you know? once a while. We, right. we talk about Al's vest a lot right. on this podcast. And we know you listen to our podcast all the time, Miss Lisa. All no. the time. No. You no. bet. She was shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> you said watch. She's, <laughs> this is be zero, probably. <laughs> this is now, the Lisa, you podcast. can't lie on this. Yeah. Yeah, you can't lie on size podcast. That's against yeah. the rules. Well, here's my question. What have you ladies okay. been up to? Well, you hadn't even introduced us yet. I did. He did. I said, he oh, he did? And Lisa. Okay. It's a great introduction. I'm just used to you doing it. I, he took it away from me. I said, I go, man. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad to be here. Well, right. Hey, we're always glad to have you. You're one of our favorite and guests because more people listen you when you you're here. Do you think I'm funny? I think you're hilarious. I think I'm funny, too. Everybody's funny around here. <laughs> well, this whole, this whole family is funny. Well, I told funny. the world a long time ago, my family is funny, and nobody would listen to me. And then one day, somebody said, they're funny. That's right. Y'all were just weird before. Yeah. And now, then everybody realized, no, that's actually funny. And we actually got to have a show because we were funny, not just weird. Right? Probably a little of both. <laughs> <laughs> I would figure. A little of both. But what have you been up to, Ms. K, since we last saw you? Last time you were here with Corey. Yes. That was fun. My my health is better, but I need to lose a little weight. But, you know, I'm working on it. That's all I'll say about that. But that's according to the doctor. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Phil. And Phil. Oh, and the husband. Okay. That's just two opinions. Yeah. This. What do they know, right? Yeah. What do they know? Who is withering away and, you know, if if a wind came through, it would would blow him over. 
He's trying to look like you, sir. Yeah. Phil is doing his best to look like you. Is Phil getting skinny? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he? Is he? I, yeah. Old it's embarrassing. Age, old age to do that to you. You know what happened? I weigh more than he does. <laughs> well, here's here's what is not fair. The older women get, the bigger their butt gets. <laughs> and the older men get, y'all disappears. Yeah, I've never Why had a Why can't it be the other way around? <laughs> I think that has to do with childbearing. Well. Might. Okay. I don't know. I really do. Okay. That's just my humble opinion. Yeah, for but, me. But, for- but in my 50s and in her 70s, we're not childbearing anymore. So we need to just lose that rear end. Yeah, but. Hey. I don't well, know. here's my here's what I'm gonna say, and you I'm listen. Staying quiet. I'm actually speechless. Well, let me speak for you. <laughs> Who cooks you the best meals ever? Ever? That'd be the lady talking right now. Okay. What does all those big meals eventually come to? Weight gain. Thank you. Okay, I'm nervous. Well, I'm okay. <laughs> a little bit. Oh man. Hey, I saw you I'm, got a. Hey, I walk around after I take a shower, and I'm like this. It's a family I, show. Because I've never had a big belly before. <laughs> Naked. And my wife said, "Will you stop it?" I said, "Well, look, hey, this is new to me. You're just holding your belly, <laughs> yeah, walking around yeah. the house. Yeah, because I've never oh, had. Lord, a big that's, belly I'm before. not ever dropping by your house. Hey. Yeah. The one time I well, dropped by his house to check on him for COVID, he lied to me a couple times, and he it. He was basically sitting on the couch in his underwear. J.D. actually come in and was scared after he said, are you doing all right? And I said, yeah. And he said, okay. And he left. <laughs> He's scared. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> don't blame me at all. about you, man. Well, Miss Lisa, we're glad to have you on the yeah. show. Thank you. I always love a first-time guest. What, what have you been up to? Well, writing a book. Writing a, a book. book. Oh, I, I forgot to say that. Yeah. Kay and I wrote it together. It's okay, Kay. I can remember. Um. <laughs> And it's called Sister Roar, and it's about uh, women in community together and encouraging one another and helping each other through our struggles and finding your roar, which Kay and I have big roars. Robertson's have turned into a bunch of book writers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you didn't ever write one. Well, hey, hey, look, I tried to not even do it, but hey, they just kept on saying, hey, you need to. Yeah, it was the guy that was, you know, he just kept saying, I don't know. Every, every time I'd go to New York, the guy would sit down beside me and say, hey, when are you going to write your book? And I'd say, my life, you know, ain't worth writing down. And he said, well, hey, just trust me. You got a couple Then stories. he got into the one thing that got my attention. Money. He said, when money. he wrote the first one, I think, he went to number one and made him a bunch of money. Yeah, it's obvious. Phil wrote the other one, okay, and it went to number one, and it made him a bunch of money. And then the guy kept saying, okay, I'll guarantee you this. If you'll write your book, Uncle Si, it will make more money than Willie and Phil. Woo, did it? That's why I wrote the book. He's the main character, everybody. Did you go? I don't know. I wrote the book, and, well, it made me a bunch of money. He hadn't checked on what the status was. I don't know what the status was Well, if it makes you feel better. Phil's probably one ahead of me because he's wrote four or five now. But let me tell you something. Where do you think his money went? To the land? Buy more land? Well, hey. That's one thing that ain't going to go away unless the flood gets it, which that happens quite often over there on his land. He loves it. Yeah. Even in the water. A, he just had a, a dam made, and a three-inch rain blew it out. Oh, yeah, and so we're so happy. And then he I bought two understand. more pipes and put it back in there, put three <laughs> pipes in there to catch, you know, where it rain. Yeah. You know what those pipes cost? Oh, yeah, money. I'm curious. Yeah. Se- well, I believe, I don't know if it's three together or just one, $7,000. For a pipe? I, yeah. A, you want to buy one of those, John I, David? I will, that I will check would bounce, Miss Kay. That's one. Okay. Okay. And we have to have three. Yeah. Multiply it. Okay. Yeah. There you go. We got land land problems. But you know what? There's, I think it should be Phil buys one, Jace buys one, and Willie buys one. Well, that uh, has happened. Well, you would think that, okay? Uh, what that happened to Cy buying one? Nick Sepp. He don't put his money in land. Uh, hey. I don't know what he puts his yeah, money yeah, in. Yeah, I bought uh, seven acres, but I'm fixing to sell it. Okay, he so puts I, his money in Christine's hand. Yeah. Where? Right there by my house. He's, uh, he's, I had it on because I had to have another house built so much. 
Oh, son, I know who you, what you're talking about. My son come down and lived in Monroe for a while as a Army recruiter. That's awesome. And then he decided he didn't like Louisiana, didn't he? Oh, he went, Too to, hot. He went to the snow country, Idaho. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's a country. Him and his wife and his kids, okay. No well, at least they didn't live with their kids. I should, well, I shouldn't say kids because I call them destructos. <laughs> So they destroy everything they touch. The I love them, but hey, they still are. They destruct those. That's awesome. Well, Miss Lisa, when's this book coming out? Sister Roar. Today. 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 So Today. when you're listening to this, Today. this book is out. You said it's all about community of sisters. I know my wife's going on a women's retreat this weekend, and she's got her girls, and they. my wife needs a lot of help dealing with me all the time. So I'm going to get her a copy mm-hmm. of this book. And right. we're going to take a quick break, and we'll probably talk about this book more right after this. All right, we're back. And we're back for the second segment. We don't do that, do we? Martin's better at this than me. Anyways, welcome back. Miss Kay, Miss Lisa in the house today. New book, Sister Roar. You have the, you have, what are they called? You have a group of sisters. Remember, they started out the Muffins. The Muffins. The Muffins group. And I started like 30, 35 years ago. Did you ever cook muffins? Or you just yes, I did cook oh, muffins, okay. sir. That's why it was named the muffin. Well, I just I'm checking. My <laughs> girls cut. I brought some muffins, and we were trying oh. to name oh. a, a name for our group, so we called it the muffins. There you go, the muffins. And they've been through many, many muffins. And we started out, and this is really true. One of the girls had a, had a little dress shop. It was in Calhoun. So you know it wasn't very big if it's in Calhoun, right? And so it went straight back, and the back room was just for uh, things that they didn't want or whatever. So we literally sat on the floor. It was five or six of us, five, I think, brought our drinks, sat on the floor, had our Bibles, and we started the group just like that. Then we got tired of the house, so we moved outside under the tree. We had a picnic table, and we did it out there. Well, one of the problems was, do you know how loud people make their trucks and cars? In Calhoun, no. It's so Louisiana, period. It's like showing off your muffler. What what is that about? Immaturity, I think. But (laughs) So we we, we took that as much. Yeah, true. We took that as long as we could take it. Rednecks and immaturity. Okay. Yeah. I'm just laughing because somebody right now is driving down the road listening to this right. and they just got a little insecure about their super loud. Yeah, he, I, he well, look, hey, buddy, whoa, I don't care. Whoa. Just drive it not. If you see people outside doing something, turn it down. Get on, Drive a different way around. Post for a little bit. Yeah. Because, I mean, it was so cool and so nice. I loved it. If that's we could have done what, something with the mufflers. That's the muffler. Your husband was in that one time. My husband was in a lot of things at one time. He bought a brand new truck, or I should say, you bought him a brand new truck, and he got under it with a big, big nail and a hammer and just started knocking holes in a brand new muffler on a brand new truck till it sounded right. Thank you for all those great memories, sir. Well, hey. You live with a man, hey. I'm trying to forget that. Hey, you're a pioneer (laughs) man. Oh, you can't forget that, Kay. (laughs) I know. If I keep doing stuff like this with you, I'll never forget it. But after all, you remember when you called me your real sister? Hey, you still are. I know. And they (laughs) said, well, isn't he your uh, brother-in-law? And I said, nope. He's my brother. He's already made me his sister, so he's my brother. I've been with him since he was, what, 11 years old. (laughs) Been a long time. Yep. So we're just. He's been working on me to try to fatten me up ever since we met. Well, you're getting mm-hmm. there. Hey, all I've got is the belly. That could be I from think. Jay Stone feeding you. Well, no. Hey. Mm. Yeah. Now you talking about somebody that coming to the become a chef overnight? But really, I don't know how long it took him. But he has turned into a fantastic cook. Especially, Even your brother said it. Yeah. Especially meat products. Yep. You're right, and okay. and I'm working on that because I, I said, Jay, I love your meat products, but we got to have sides. You have to have a vegetable and maybe a salad. He's low carb. Well, you got to turn that over to the women, though. Yeah. Okay, he's got his hand full with the grill. Okay, but just line me up on 
you know, let's have, this is what we're going to have for sides. And then I always want to have rolls. And they said, you don't need white bread. I said, I'll get dark bread. Dark bread. What about that? He was very serious about not letting me eat white bread when I was losing weight. Well, no, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What did it do with bread? I didn't think bread was our... Oh, yeah. Well, well, I won't feel to gain weight back. I don't want to... to be big as a a blimp. You got something inside, like a tapeworm or something, though. Mm -hmm. I probably have. He he was born with it. Was he? I probably have. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I saw him. You should see him like I did at 11 years old. He's the skinniest boy I ever saw. (laughs) (laughs) And he's got those bird legs like Phil. Oh, yeah. Hey. Willie's got those bird legs. Mm-hmm. Oh, does he? Yeah, he does. It gets worse with age. Well, you ought to see yeah. Phil. I well, wanted him to be in a commercial with those bird legs and his new uh, Tommy John underwear. underwear. Oh, oh, boy. Hey, I didn't know he was wearing <laughs> Don't Tommy get John him fired too. up. They say, good grief. Hey. You I told him Tommy he John's the most too, comfortable underwear ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a commercial break. Yeah. Although it, but, hey, <laughs> but he does love one. them. It just happened. I didn't, you know, I didn't know feel for them. Yeah, hey, they're all comfortable. Brothers are alike. Yeah. Well, sir, somebody someday he had to get out of them tidy whities. Oh boy, hey, there you go. <laughs> so We're really peeling back the curtain here on yeah. on on a lot of stuff. Phil's tidy whities. <laughs> Look, we're here to laugh, aren't we? <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are here to laugh Question for both of you. <clears throat> Since this is the opening day of your book, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how long did it take y'all to write it? Great question. You know, I can't remember stuff like Ask uh, Lisa. She's young. About three months. About three months? We went back and forth with the writer about three months. That ain't bad. Mm-mm. Yeah, that ain't bad. Not bad at all. Sisterhood. Yeah. It's an important well, thing. Hopefully, it is. I don't know much about it. Yeah. Sister, I know about brotherhood. If you read the book, you'll know. <laughs> no more. That's all you have yeah. to do. Jim. My wife tells me a lot of things that I need to know. <laughs> What about, are you going to read it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cy si does lie. read a lot of books. No, no. Cy, si you can't lie now. Well, no, no, because uh, Sadie wrote a good one. I don't oh, remember yeah. the name of it. Yeah. I read hers and was, you know. Yeah, she's uh, fantastic. Well, you'll love it because. surprised, okay, at how, uh, how well, well, let's see, how do I say this? I was amazed at the Robertsons, how smart they really are. There's some wisdom down here in West Monroe, Louisiana. Yeah, so there's a couple of us, maybe me and you, though, that may not be highly educated, but we got it automatic, right? Common sense. Well, no, no, yeah, because, hey, common sense has been, you know, they've threw it out the window. But we didn't. The human race, we didn't, though, yeah. But Cy is a steel trap now. He'll tell you about something he watched on PBS 17 years ago, and he won't miss a single fact. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I actually got tickled. I didn't even know what was going on. We'd be saying stuff on the podcast. I didn't know that the <laughs> computer guru over here, everything I talk about, he would Google it. I, had, I never believed it, and it's yeah, always he right. Believe it, and then when he was Googling it, I'd say something, he'd say, Martin said, I don't know when you're going to finally catch on, J.D. He don't miss. You know, the man don't miss. He's smarter than he looks. Yeah, but common sense really has been thrown out. Okay, because right. uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah. think the computers did it. What do you think? Well, that because uh, it takes a lot. Our kids, you know, the mom and dads are turning the the kids over and making a computer their babysitter. Okay. Uh oh. Which is bad, bad to do. No, they should have been like us, and we were on our own after school. And I'm telling you, I climbed trees. I I stole uh, pecans from the neighbor's tree and their pears and their oh, apples. Yeah. You any know, kind of, I mean, that's any fruit. Kind of fruit was was open it was game. game. Remember, you and yeah. Phil got those peach trees. Y'all hit, oh, yeah. didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I drove the getaway car in one of those. Statute of limitations over on that. Oh, hopefully. If they're not, he's going to jail soon for all the stuff he's said on this podcast. Okay. Well, I drove the getaway car on some of those peach recovery. The getaway cart? Car. 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 I said we were horse and wagon back then, huh? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. I did have a pony. Did you? A Shetland pony named Tony. (laughs) 
Hey, that rhymes. Phony name I didn't Tony. even know that till I got up a crowd of like 5,000, and I told that story, and then it dawned on me. I said, hey, I had a Shetland pony named Tony. It rhymes. And, of course, they really laughed then because I just got it. Am I am I imagining things here? Don't you have a picture? She's real a real yeah. cowgirl. Yeah. With Tony. Well, right? that's when yeah. I was I was in a cowboy out cowgirl yeah. outfit with her hat. Yeah. With a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But you yeah. know who I was when I was doing that? Annie Oakley. Okay. I okay. used to watch her shows, and yeah. I just I wanted to be her. So with Tony the Shetland Pony, I was Annie Oakley. <laughs> I love this. I could, I could listen to Cy and Kay tell stories from their childhood all day, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. So when I was growing up, I wore the hat and the boots, but I rode a moped. A moped? Yeah. That's more I, they didn't have I'm afraid of horses, so I, I'm more of a moped. Yeah. See, I didn't even know what that was. I would have said Dale Evans when you said I was, you know, instead of I'd say Dale, Dale Evans. Who's Dale? Or Rogers. Roy Rogers' wife. You didn't know yeah. that? Yeah. Dale Evans? Yeah, she, that was Roy Rogers. You've heard of them. And his horse was named Trigger. I'm learning stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Willie Nelson's guitar is named Trigger. I didn't know that. I'm looking it up. Google it. Google, Google it, John it's David. He's got, it's got to be right. It's oh, always yeah. right. Look, you got to think about this. The man has played a guitar it's right. so long just from picking the strings with a pick. He's got a hole that big around under the strings hmm. that he he actually, it's, it, it, you know. I'm looking at it right wow. now. And it's got a sound, okay. That guitar's got a sound that no other guitar's got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why he don't ever. He's that's the only one he plays. Did so you he name, never wore that? Did you name your guitar? Uh, no. Well, you were a big no, country I, music I, singer. Well, hey, look, I didn't. Uh, can't play it. <laughs> you know, maybe if I can learn. <laughs> why to play couldn't it, I they teach you? It. I thought you went for lessons. No, I, I I have, but hey, I'd always said that was a gift from the Almighty. Yeah. And the more I tried to play it, the more I said, "Oh yeah." He's looking down laughing right now and says, I'm not going to give you that. But you've got a great voice. Well, I wish somebody, when they told me that when I was young, had put me and put me in a music class where they would have taught me music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and math. Because oh, there, oh, no, they no, didn't no, put you in math no, class? No. Well, because guess what? Music ain't nothing but math. I've never heard of that. Check with a professional musician and see what he's doing. Oh, I will. Ask him if if music is nothing but math. That's all it is. Well, that maybe that's why I can't play anything. I did take two years of piano, and I learned it's four, one, two, three, four notes there that you start out. That's all I remember. It's one, two, three, four. Boom. Hey, that's why you all all the people you hear saying music. They always start off saying. One, two, three, four. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. I learned that, it's, didn't I? It's music. I'm telling you, it's math is music. I Googled it again. I'm going to stop. Learning music improves math skills because at some level, all music is math. Can you believe it? Do, what do you not know, sir? <laughs> Tell me something. No, no, I'm just saying, okay. You've dabbled look, in everything. No, no, that's why, I, look. He's a dabbler. Oh. Uh, I don't know whoever come up with the 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 golden sixties deal. The golden sixties. Yeah. At church. Yeah, at church. There's church. nothing golden about getting old. The golden sixties okay. is a group at church. Everybody listening yeah, of no, sixty hey, years and older. But I'm just saying, you know, music is golden. Okay. Anybody to me in my you know my hats off to anybody that plays music. Oh, I love it too, Sal. And your brother, he sits there and slams hitting the dash of a car, of a truck, till he tears it up, beating on the music beat. No, no. How many times has he broke the whole thing? He's broke? He's Yeah, he's broke it. Beating on it to the beat of the music. Martin and them always talking about he's a noisemaker, talking about me. 
<laughs> what if I knew how to play the drums? Mm. Oh, thank goodness you don't. I think <laughs> I've seen you with no. a bell, so no, I'm really no, no, nervous no, no, about I'm you. I'm serious. Would... Okay, look. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I kind of like. We can get you lessons. Look, uh, no, I like I like a good drummer. I love a good drummer. I really do. Well, they they're the ones that keep all everybody in in going. Yeah, I love, I love a good drummer yeah. and a good. That's where your melody, harmony, and rhythm and all that junk come into play. Well, yeah. JD is from a a family of musicians. Didn't get a lick of it either. It always yeah. made me sad. Like no, my, no, no, no. That's why I'm saying it's a God-given gift. My little cousin literally was like, I think I'm going to learn the piano today, and did. And he's amazing at it. And he, like, taught himself the guitar. And he's Ugh. left-handed, so he plays it, like, upside down. Well, you know, oh. Jason. And then I can't even, like, I can't even play a size desk. I, I couldn't play a kazoo. The thing, ooh, 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 all you do is blow in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm serious. We that's should why, start a band. I, no, that's why, it, yes, you know. You'd be singing. He's a front man. He's been a front man from way back. Oh, he I'm just, a good entertainer. He didn't know it till he was. Okay. Well, yeah, that's you why are. I wish I could learn how to play the guitar because, hey, I could entertain you forever if yeah, I Yeah, but you'd guitar. be funnier if you did it wrong. I, well, no, no. I, oh, that would be happening. You okay. entertain us forever with your stories, though. Well, yeah, I don't yeah think... but just think about putting a little good but I, guitar riff with it. Just get you a <laughs> Just get you a buddy, and he can do that. Oh, no, it was like the Duck Dynasty. Every time you met a joke, and it went, oh, no. is that oh, what you're wanting? No, no, hey, just whatever. I'm gonna no. follow you around with a guitar and learn one string, and it's just gonna be every time you make a joke. No, mm-hmm. no, no, you had to play. Oh, I got to do it. Music, full. music is wow. Okay, yo, know, it really is. I, I just, you know, how do you like the hip hop? It's music. <laughs> There's some of genres of it that I don't care for. Okay, I'm not a rap man. Well, I okay. can tell that. Because all, you, all you're doing is you're talking, mm. and you're either talking slow or you're talking fast, or a mixture. Most of the time you can't you understand know. a word they're saying. Well, some of them. Some of them tell a story, okay. But, you know, it's just, yeah. And some of them tell a bad story. Oh, yeah. Some of them Come start on. off telling bad stories, then yeah. they drop Jesus is King, which is a really cool album by Kanye West. Then he gets real weird after that. No, you no, never know yeah, where they're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, some you should listen weird. to that. I'm going to show you that sometime. Oh, I'd enjoy it, probably. Oh, I know you would. Yeah. Especially if Jesus is involved. Yeah. Jesus is involved. Yeah. He's in. I wish yeah. I could sing. I can't sing a lick. Just. I wish I, I would have had have that training talent. with it when I was young. Sorry. That actually is right. You barely could buy groceries when y'all were young. I was there. No, 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 but I'm saying like Missy, okay, Jason's Mm -hmm. wife. Yes. I I keep telling her, hey, don't worry about hitting the notes, baby. One time I would just love to hear you just let it rip. (laughs) Silence it rip every time he sings. No, no, because I'm serious. Because Jason said sometimes she just starts singing at the house. Well, maybe uh, he, he literally. Should, well, she maybe can he can. her a glass if she just went ahead and let it rip. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tell him about a recorder, a hidden recorder, and he could get it. Well, hey, I'll have to tell him that if I think about it. Yeah. I would love to hear her just really let it, just let it go. In other words, throw her hair back and let her rip. Potato chip. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that woman can sing. I know that. But I kind of think God gave her that voice when she was born. And look at her parents. Mm -hmm. They're singers. Yeah, and her brother is too. And you know, Jason can sing a little. Okay, I know y'all are interested in my family out there and this bunch too. Willie Robertson. Okay, let me tell you how he got rich on the school bus as a boy growing up. Boom. How could anybody get rich? Well, let me tell you how he do, did it. His older brother, Alan, Lisa's husband, he had all these. Uh, they were VCS. You remember those? Those square eight things? Track. Eight tracks. Eight track tapes. Eight tracks. Eight tracks. So Willie memorized the whole thing. And I know one of them was Jukebox Hero. Jukebox Hero. <laughs> Sorry. And then. I can't sing. And then. So he memorized it, and he could sing. He had a good voice. 
So what he did was he told the bus people, he said, every day I'll sing you a song off that uh, track, that eight-track thing. And he's off of that. And so he did that mostly, that jukebox hero, but whatever other songs were on there. Okay, he said, all it'll cost you, this was the bust, is the, the students, 25 cents. 25 cents, and you can hear me sing every day. Boy, was holding That concert. boy came home with his pockets so full of quarters. A lot of jingle, boy. Going to school, the same kids paid it coming back from school. That was about the time he started his little, uh, what do they call it, refreshment Entre- stand. Entrepreneur. At, yeah, what he started that at at school. By at, seat- every time I've heard that story, it's more like a drug dealing of candy situation. <laughs> like he was walking around with it in pockets and hiding it. Oh, uh, he did. Well, he got me to buy all this stuff. He said he had something going on with it, and I didn't think twice about it. I, I let him get the stuff. Because I knew he wasn't going to eat it all. I thought he was just going to share with the poor kids. I should have known it was a money-seeking thing he did here. Moneymaker. And so he gets up there, and the principal finally calls me and said, "Uh, I I hate to tell you, Miss Robertson, but we're going to have to shut um, Willie Jess Robertson down. And I said, what is he doing? He said, he shut our whole... What stand is that? It's the concession stand. Yeah. Concession he shut it stand. down, and everybody's buying from him, and nobody's buying it from the school. Under we do em. something with the money for that. <laughs> we have to have it. So he can't. Don't buy any more candy. Don't buy any more chips, anything, because he shut down. He's always been a pretty good businessman. So, see, he, he he's just trying, making money at every turn, but then he gets shut down. And a really Those good are two BSA. stories. And yeah, now I'm yeah. done with my stories. And that helps. He's told that story. He tells both of those whenever he speaks. Oh, or I, he used God. to. Um, and I laugh every time. Because he said, true. he said you you were in on it, though. He said you took 10% off the top. Oh, That's what he said. Well, if I needed a few dollars, I'd sure take it. He's yeah. my son. Right. I feed right. him and everything well, she else. Had, she, candy. Did. she was in on it. <laughs> no, that was just little loans. Little lines. He said you were his first agent. You were taking just ten percent right I'm off. I'm not line. smart enough to be an agent. Oh, that's funny, mm. Willie Robertson. That's a lot to. What is it? What you was the word I was trying to think of? What entre, entrepreneur? Entre. Yep. Don't let me okay. try that. I can't spell it, but well, I, can't I said it wrong while ago. Well, I can't. I can't pronounce yeah. any words over two or three syllables. <laughs> Correct. Entre- I will Entre- just butcher them. Well, we can, this podcast is pretty easy. We're, we keep it simple. But I do want to ask Miss Lisa, so because Jay Stone is on this podcast all the time, and we love Jay. Jay is one of Sai's best friends in the world, and Lisa is Jay's mother-in-law, and Jay's kind of scary, so I just want to, I want to know what... He probably won't watch this, so we got that going for us. So you can say whatever you want about Jay right now or tell us a story or anything you got. All right. So um, the first one that comes to mind is during the heyday of the show, Duck Dynasty, um, we used to have scary people that, you know, came through our neighborhood all the time. And so if somebody spotted them, um, they would get on the phone and call everybody in our little area. So I was out somewhere. I come in, all the lights in the house are off and all the lights outside are on. I'm like, what in the world? Where is everybody? All the cars are there. What is the deal? So I walk in the house and right beside the door is a gun. So I keep walking. I walk into the kitchen, another gun. Walk into the dining room, a gun. I'm like, what is happening here? I said, turn some lights. So I start flipping on lights. Jay goes, no, 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 no. No, if you turn the inside lights on, whoever's outside can see us. But if we only have the outside lights on, we can see them, but they can't see us. I'm like, what is it? He said, there's somebody in the neighborhood. So every time that somebody would call and say, you know, there's a scary person in there. We saw somebody down the road or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then we go lights out in the in the house 
and lights on outside and guns at every, <laughs> at every door. Corner. Yeah. Moral of the story, don't mess with Jay Stone. Hey, well, military. military so, training. So one day, a pizza guy comes to deliver a pizza. <laughs> poor, poor guy. And this was after we got the gate, and he didn't have the gate code. And he was not driving the best of cars, and he did not look the best himself. And so, you know, just a few days before, we had had one of these people in the neighborhood. So he drives up to the house, and he's just going to ask how he can get through the gate. So he comes to the door, he rings the doorbell, and Jay answers the door. And Jay has a stare about him. (laughs) But it didn't hurt any that he's standing there with a pistol in his hand. (laughs) And so the guy goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You know, he just starts backing up from Jay. He said, I just need to get through the gate. I got to deliver a pizza. So, you know, Jay's like, who is it for? So he interrogates the guy, you know, and finally gives him the code. But um, That pizza was really good, by the way. It was just a little cold when it finally got to me. We are not behind the gate. For nothing. But we don't need to be behind the gate because we have Jay Stone as the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. That's exactly right. Yeah, there was for a while there, there were people just showing up at my my parents live at the very end of the street, but they were showing up to Willie's house and all that. There would always be a text like some guys coming up the doors. But it's always good to know Jay Stone's got your back. Oh, you gotta understand. He's armed and dangerous. You know, some of the family has had death threats. Yeah. True. Okay, so that's why all this is going down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, and, and he's a little paranoid. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, for those that have never been on a big TV show like me, we don't like understand that we everybody that watched that Dynasty thought they knew Willie and Jay. Yeah. So like, hey, they're super friendly guys, and they are. But you go up to them at their house, and they're not expecting you. That we don't know who you are, and right. so it was a little nerve wracking. Well, when, when you think about it, okay, you come into someone's living room. Every Wednesday night for years. Mm-hmm. Well, they think they know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they want to, you know, be with you. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, but they don't know about the other stuff. Okay. Yeah. You've got fanatics out there. Okay. That don't believe what we believe and are, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it gets weird, but that's yeah. why we got Je- my favorite stone thing one time. <laughs> We were talking about, like, I forget what it was, but he's like, hey, they, they shut down the grid. We'll be fine. <laughs> and he was talking about, we'll just start with the squirrels in the neighborhood and we'll eat the fish next. Yeah. And I was like, it's actually true. When it, if it all does go down, I'm just walking up to Stone's house and be like, just tell me what to do, mm-hmm. sir. I'm just going to work for you. Hank Williams Jr. wrote a song about that, Country Boy Can't Survive. So okay. we see John David come into our house one day, and this was after John David had been sick. Mm-hmm. And he's walking out to towards Jay's workout facility. The house of pain. And me and Al are sitting there going, don't do it, J.D. Don't do it. Don't go there. But he did anyway. I and did it. Looks great. You look great, J.D. I've gained a little back. I'm, I'm on a maintaining stretch of life right now. I don't yeah. have a lot of – I'm hoping once the kids get out of school, I can start working out a lot more again. Well, some people, if they didn't see the, the transformation that Jay made. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember. They wouldn't even know him. Yeah. Yeah, because Jay went from about, what, 240? Yeah. To at least 240? To a lean, mean machine. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's a big... He's too skinny. He's got those bird legs like y'all do. Well, no, no. I no. will say that when we used to go eat Mexican together back when we were both fat, that was still fun, but... Now yeah. he just wants to like box. Yeah. And that's not as fun, but box your ears is yeah, what he yeah, wants yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. Now he just likes to hit people. But that's awesome. So look, on this show, Miss Lisa, on our last segment, we have emails. People have emailed in. I have saved some just for you two because I think y'all have some wisdom. To so we're gonna take a break. Point of view. And we'll be right back with some hello at duck call room emails. All right, and we're back with the hello at Duck Call Room emails. I spent a lot of time this morning, and we got a lot of good ones, so I got some saved for next time. But 
since we have Miss Kay and Miss Lisa in the building, I've got a couple I think are going to be great just for them to listen. I'm not going to use this guy's name because the first, the subject line of the email is terrified of marriage. Mm. Whoa. Ooh, big one. Um, so he says he loves his girlfriend. She's his best friend. He's never dated anybody else. He's 25 and he's been with her for seven years. Probably time for something else called marriage but i'm terrified of marriage not just the idea of myself getting married but even when i go to other people's weddings i get anxiety that's tough to get through i'm not sure what the reasoning is to be honest but know that my typical fear in any decision is the fear of being stuck stuck in a bad job stuck in a bad place or financial situation and i feel like marriage could be the ultimate stuck again i love her i've never dated anyone else and don't plan to but i can't seem to make the final commitment any advice Miss Lisa's got advice, I know. she's Miss Lisa does a lot of premarital counseling, so that's why I said perfect email for today. <laughs> uh, I'd say your problem is commitment. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly. Uh, you, you do not want to commit to a job. You don't want to commit to a relationship. You don't want to commit to a marriage. Um, but are you committed to God? Because if you are committed to God, then the others will fall into line, I believe. Um, God created us. Um, you don't have to be married, um, but he did create us um, to procreate. Uh, so in order to do that, we need to be married. Um, that is not a real, um, it's not the way, it's not the norm right now. You know, people are, are living together and people are having babies out of wedlock, but that is not God's way. God's way is for one man to marry one woman and to stay that way their whole life. And then from there, that is where they have their children, and that's where they propagate the earth. But um, in today's times, that's not what we're doing. And again, I truly believe it's because people are afraid of commitment. Um, and I think that if we work on that relationship with Christ first, and we're he is our main focus, that he will take that anxiety, he will take all the fears that you have, and and he will make it to where um, you may still be a little bit afraid of something, but, but you're going to go for it. You know, the job you always wanted, and you're just afraid to say yes to, go for it. You know, there may be something out there different later. Um, if this is the girl that you truly love and you want to spend the rest of your life with, commit to her. Put a ring on her finger. That's exactly right. Look, we're all going to make mistakes. <clears throat> and in this marriage, you are going to make mistakes. She is going to make mistakes. You're going to hurt her. She's going to hurt you. But in the end, I'm telling you, I would not still be alive if I had not married Marshall Allen Robertson on November the 9th, 1984. Um because he um, he is my my steering column. He is the one that keeps me uh, in perspective, and I and I know that women do that for men too. So, um, you know, I say, look, work on your relationship with Christ first, and then work on that relationship with the woman that you want to live the rest of your life with. I add this, okay? She hit it on the head when she said, "Okay, you're scared of commitment." Okay, and with commitment comes another word, responsibility. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and that's in any relationship. Okay, you've got to have both. You've got to commit to it. Okay, that's like in, if you ask any businessman, you know, he'll tell you, you've got to be committed and responsible to run a business and run it and be successful. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with relationship. And I'll just add to what Lisa said, okay? That's God's way, okay? And and in my personal opinion, and this is just my opinion, okay, that's why America right now is in bad, bad shape, okay? We're not doing it God's way, okay? We're not being committed. We're not being responsible. There's too many kids that don't have a father and a mother both are important okay lisa said al's her steering keeps her in it same thing with the woman okay mom is important 
father and mother, dad and mom. Okay, it takes both. That was God's way under the umbrella of marriage. Okay, you got to be responsible. You got to be committed to what you're going to do. Well, I can add something. Okay. The first time I saw Phil at our high school, I was 14, he was 15. And you know what I said? The first time I saw him, that's the man I'm going to marry. And it doesn't hurt that he's the quarterback of the football team. (laughs) He's the pitcher on the baseball team. He throws a javelin on the track and field. And six foot and handsome. And six foot, over six foot and handsome. And I like that he hunted and fished. Because my daddy hunted and fished. I lost my daddy when I'm 14. My mama and I were dating at the same time, which is weird. Very weird. Yep. But I'm telling you, I knew it. And so when we started dating, it was great. And, you know, I didn't let him know that I want, you know, I had to play it cool. But <laughs> then he breaks. Sneaky's the word. <laughs> then he breaks up with me for hunting season because he didn't have time to date during hunting season. So we'd have to break up. Well, of course, that was crushing. And then I thought, well, my daddy hunted fish, but, you know, he didn't leave my mama to do it, but whatever. So then, so after duck season, season, he still ain't there. And I'm saying, well, I don't know what's up. But, you know, back then the man had to ask first, so that's the way it was. So then in May of the first year, when I was a freshman, my daddy died. He was 49, and I was 14. And uh, all my classmates came to the funeral, and I saw Phil. He was there. And when he looked at me, and I was sitting there on the front row, he said, I want to talk to you after. And I said, I just nodded. So when we got back together then, it was never left to four. And counting dating and marriage, we've been together 64 years. Thank you, John David. Thank you. That so deserves much. that. And was it easy? Nope. The first 10 years when he got to tech, he decided he didn't like those words you said. Responsibility. Ain't Nancy told him about responsibility? And what was your other word? Commitment. Commitment. Oh, that just went. And then he went to play with, I mean, he had to stay in the dorms with all the unmarried Football players. Well, that was not good at all. So we had a bad time. I had a bad time. He had a sinful time for 10 years. So everybody said, you need to leave him. You need to leave him. You need to leave him. You got a biblical reason. Leave him. Everybody, Phil's family, my family, every friend I had, everybody said, leave him. Everybody. I said, no, I told my grandma, speaking of people, I had my grandma, see, because when my daddy died and mama was dating when she was busy, and I had my grandma. <clears throat> she said, I want you to know, little girl, it's one man and one woman for life, and you will not ever say the D word, which is divorce. She said, don't say that. You will fight for that marriage, and that's the way it'll be. But guess why I stayed for 10 years? My grandmother's words was, you got to fight for your marriage. Mm -hmm. And stick it out. So I'm not saying I'm a great person. I'm just saying, let me tell you something. Don't give up easy. People, there's so many people to help you. Back then, I didn't know anybody to help me. I didn't know anybody could come tell all that to. I really didn't. I was scared to tell somebody. But see, nowadays, look what help we've got. Well, and that's why we have small groups. I'll add this to your story because I, I was one of those that told you to leave him. I know you were. All right. The rest of the family, there was only one person that stood up for Phil Robertson when he was running with the devil. That would be my younger sister, Janice Ellen. Yep, that's right, too. She said, you are, all of you are his family, and you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Because one of these days when he comes to know Jesus, Phil's going to preach and bring more people to Jesus Christ than anybody I know. She said hundreds, maybe (laughs) even thousands. And the other person that was responsible for that was Bill Smith. Yep. And and I know why. 
Phil would not have trusted any other human being. Because he came to the beer joint he that night. He came to the beer joint because Janice Ellen would not leave Bill Smith alone. Yeah. She kept just hounding him, saying, Amazing. you got to go preach to my brother. And he was drinking, and I said, don't hit the preacher. Don't hit the preacher. Don't hit the preacher. <laughs> That's what That's I said. That's quite the story, folks. And, hey, that is a true life event. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So it's pretty powerful in my in my humble opinion. Unbelievable, unbelievable. A man that emailed in, you just got. I got nothing for you. I just get to say I've grown up around these three people in this room, and I'm lucky as I'll get out to have learned from all of them. And you should listen to what they just said. And so, thank you, Miss Lisa and Miss Kay, for being on. If that last segment wasn't the best commercial I've ever heard for that book. Right. That, I mean, <laughs> wisdom is sitting across from me inside today. Thank y'all so much for being here. That book is on sale now. I just looked it up. It's on Amazon. There's probably everywhere else books are sold. I'm sure we'll put a link down below on the YouTube page. And I'm going to send us out of here with a Bible verse that, that Lisa gave him. That Miss Lisa gave me. Uh, Titus 2, 3 through 5. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live, not to be slanders or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind and to, sub- and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. That sounds exactly Amen. what... Amen. Hey's grandma did Just for her. She did for her. That's right. Because she did that for her. There's a lot of people blessed in the world. And and we need to keep that tradition yeah. going. Keep and it going. The men have the same responsibility to teach the young men the Amen. same thing. Amen. So get you some community, get you a copy of Sister Roar, and we'll see y'all next time here on the Duck Call Room. Wah, wah, that was a good one. Wah, wah.